today you'll be receiving from a message full of God's power to help you become everything that God has created you to be. You know, God sent his son, Jesus, to die for you to have a life of abundance and for you to be an ambassador for him. What does that mean? That your life should represent his goodness. It's time to be about it. Tune in today's message and you'll be blessed. Judges chapter 13, I'm going to start with verse 1. It says, And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. Who did evil? And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. 40 years. Now the children of Israel is under some drama under these crazy people called the Philistines. Why? Because they were tripping. Got that? And there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. I love how God, when he's doing his miraculous, he does not go to the obvious. If you're about to give birth to somebody that's going to help set the Israelites free, why would you go mess with somebody who's having trouble having kids? Because that's just how good God is. Let me just start here, and I'm just going to, I'm going to flow. Y'all okay if I flow? I don't know if I'm even going to make it through all. Let me just flow right here. Is stop judging what God can do with your life based on what you see, and more importantly, based on how other people rank you or see you. Stop letting your self-worth be defined by other people's preferences. I'm reminded by one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest women ministers in my lifetime, Joyce Meyer. And one of the things that makes me laugh about her so much is how she talks. She has a very deep voice. And she talks about how, you know, there was a, a truck driver that showed up at one of her meetings. Um, and he was absolutely surprised when they said, come on out, Joyce. And it was a woman. He got saved, but he went on to tell her he had been listening to her all that time and swore she was a man. And the funny thing about it is that the, the majority of her ministry started with radio. Why would you use a woman? And this was, this was her thing. This was her thing. She was like, my voice is not the typical attractive voice. Why would God use that to launch a, an, a ministry and a woman whose past was so jaded by things that had happened to her to actually launch it. And she didn't start her ministry until she was in her 40s. And she's, I believe she's on the most continents, her, her word, uh, 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 her ministry of any other woman in the world. And I found it to be extremely, extremely interesting that God does that. Uh, and here he is again. He goes to a woman who was barren. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. There you go, that word of the Lord again. Thou shalt conceive. See, what we need to listen to is the word of the Lord and turn off the words of everybody and everything else. Now, therefore, uh, be aware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, uh, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor. Somebody say, no razor. No razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, 
and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Now I'm going to use this to just kind of brag on how good God is because we read in verse one that the children of Israel were in the place where they were under the captivity or under the rulership or under the, well, let me say it this way. They were under the persecution of the Philistines as a result of their own disobedience to God. So because they're going away from God, this is why they're in the situation they're in in the first place. And instead of God just being like so many of us would be, like, you, you made your bed, you lie in it. He's working to set them free from the seed time and harvest that they already placed themselves in. So, but I want you to notice, and this is very true, oftentimes with the word of the Lord comes this word, boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. boundaries. Here, even though the Lord appeared to this woman and told her, hey, you're going to, not only am I, you're going to have a baby, but I'm going to use this baby to help deliver Israel out of the hands of your enemies, the Philistines. There was a boundary placed on an expectation placed upon it. In other words, there is a part that they had to play. The Lord wanted him to be set aside and to remain pure. And in Nazarite, one of the things was that they didn't cut cut his hair. And I want to say that to you today. I, you know, thank God for the great grace and mercy of God. But I think that it is very dangerous to get to the place where you forget about what the word of God uh, says uh, in Galatians 6 about seed time and harvest. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And sometimes I think it's really easy for us to get to the place where we're looking at the grace of God and trying to use the grace of God to be able to get outside of the boundaries that God has called us to walk in and expect that there will be no harvest if given time to bad seed that's being sown. Let me say that in English for some other people maybe watching online, like, what'd you just say? Basically, this is that don't be deceived thinking that you can use God's goodness as an occasion to sin. Amen. Amen. Because at the end of the day, God is a lover and he's not a hater. Amen. You know what a hater is. They come into the party or you having a lot of fun. They got something to say about everything. Turn the music down. Y'all doing this too much. Y'all about just somebody just always mad about anything good you're having to do. That's not God. God is a lover. And Satan is a deceiver. And the thing is, a lot of time with deception, most of the time, the only reason it's deceiving me because there's an element of truth in it and there's an element of fun in it. There's an element of desire in it. If it didn't have some element of that, it would not be a temptation. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I want to invite you to subscribe as well as visit our website at michelleferguson.org. We have some materials there that can help you as you walk through life, live the life that God created for you. As always, I'm Michelle Ferguson, helping you to discover, develop, and celebrate who God has created you to be. See you next time.